Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode Another episode. I am just all over the place. Welcome back to the NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by Prize Picks. I am your host, Josh Harris. We got a big old 10-game slate tonight. Of course, this is the first show that we have a show on right after us, and it's the biggest slate, so we got to get in. We got to get out. Um, Joined, as always, by my esteemed colleague, Michael Clifford, Slim Cliffy. I got to go with the steamroller puns until it's gone. Uh, How are you doing today? Uh, not too bad. Yeah, Steamroller is back at it again today. Um, Steamroller last night playing DFS and then Steamroller again this morning uh, in the street behind me. I didn't do that well. Uh, a little less than half my entries back. Um, just didn't have the right combinations with uh, Colorado, especially with Anaheim and that Anaheim-Seattle game uh, going ham. Um, we did see some decent nights, though. I'm going to bring one up here. Uh, real quick, uh, Matt Wiley, uh, people might know him uh, through PGA DFS or through Twitter. He took down first place in the spin for a whopping $100,000. You can see his lineup right on your screen. McDavid, McKinnon, Ranton, and Nachushkin, Lekkinen, and Gerard, uh, Edmonton, plus a big Colorado stack. Uh, and then you had Justin Schultz, cheap power play defenseman, Troy Terry, Completely mispriced uh, last night, uh, 3,700, had a monster night, 31.9. Of course, John Gibson adding a late assist uh, to help anybody that used John Gibson last night. So congrats to Matt Wiley. Um, how did you do last night? You're a one-lineup guy. What you go with? Yeah, I used uh, Colorado 1. I had some Carolina, which wasn't great. And I had um, Kuzmenko. I was doing really well. Until that McDavid empty net hat um, that sank me like the Titanic. I went from, you know, returning like 3x to getting back about 70%, which is fine. I mean, I you know the danger you're doing when you're fading cheap McDavid going up against the Canucks. And man, like we were talking about it this morning. There is no pain like staying up until one in the morning watching Canucks hockey, just watching your, your money disappear. And like, okay, I know uh, like on the weekends, if you, if you followed our show, we're, our unofficial uh, sponsor is bang energy. And like I, after hockey season ended last year, I stopped drinking all caffeine. I haven't had caffeine in probably six months, two days into the season after watching Canucks hockey, Bang is back, baby. We'll see you Saturday morning. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. That was painful staying up. But 
Yeah, I, I feel that pain. Uh, at least the Canucks are more, are better to watch now. Uh, three or four years ago, staying up late for those games was absolutely brutal. At least it was an entertaining game. As well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like the Canucks went out and Edmonton looked awful. Then Canucks looked awful. And then Edmonton, it's just, why am I doing this to myself on a Wednesday? You know what I mean? But anyway, please uh, give us a like and subscribe. It helps us so much. Like our, our numbers out of the gate have been very, very good. And the more, the better the numbers are, the more free shows we can give you, the more content, free content we can give you. Because if you can't get into our premium stuff, we always have these free shows. But the, mo- the more you like and subscribe, boom, the more you'll see my mine and Cliffy's face on your screen for free. So let's get into this slate. We got 10 games. We got to hustle. Uh, first game of the night, we have the new look on Ottawa Senators heading into Buffalo to face the Sabres. Uh, the Sabres have a 2.9 total. Um, for the Senators, they added Claude Giroux, Alex DeBrincat, Tyler Mott. Um, they have – this is probably their deepest offensive team in a long time. Artem Zub is going to be in tonight, my son, in the lineup. Um I'm a bit disappointed that DeBrincat isn't on the top power play unit, but beggars can't be choosers. I really like this top six. On the Buffalo side, they chose to go uh, Skinner, Thompson, Olsen with the second line of Jack Quinn, Casey Middlestad, Alex Tuck, which like I'm probably going to use a lot this season because they're cheap. You get two guys on the power play. Um, I think there's stuff to like on both sides. Ownership seems in check at least on the Ottawa side, we'll have to wait and see on the new run because Tim Stutzla name has been an issue in our lineup builder. But once we get a new run, we'll see ownership. Uh, it seems pretty fair on both sides. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to like in this game. Yeah. I, I, I was telling you before the show that I finally I finished my crunches. Usually I do them after the show today. I did them before. And um, I didn't end up with a lot of Ottawa. I, there's some one off the brain cats, some one off spots around my lineups. Um, what's worrying me is for the Ottawa side is the top line with Stutzla and Kachuk to, to play them. You kind of have to take a little bit of a leap of faith with Stutzla because him and Kachuk really didn't play well together last year. And they had a pretty sizable sample, nearly 250 minutes together, which is like a quarter of the season. Um, 42% expected goal share, 2.9 goals scored. Like, the actual goal scored isn't bad, but it's not great. And it's not as if um, this is a cheap line, right? Um, like this Ottawa line, uh, if you include Stutzla, is going to be expensive. And same thing with the second line. They're going to be expensive. Um, you know, is Buffalo's defense going to be a little bit better this year? I think it should be. Um, Owen Power, uh, the rookie, looked good at the end of last year, certainly. Uh, should add a little bit to that blue line. They added uh, our old buddy, Ilya Labushkin, uh, the Boucher. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, those two guys can kind of settle the defense a little bit. And, you know, Buffalo themselves look like a reasonably deep team. So I, I think I'm going to go with some one-offs on the Ottawa side. Like like you said, the ownership looks very much in check. So, if you know, if you want to pivot away from what could be a higher own like Calgary top line or a higher own Minnesota top line or something like that. And you want to go to a much lower owned Ottawa one or Ottawa two, no issue. Uh, for me personally, I'm leaning more towards the Buffalo side here. 
Ottawa's penalty kill was pretty bad last year, and I don't they didn't add anybody that I could see would help that. Um, you know, maybe you know a rookie like Jake Sanderson could step up or something like that. But I don't think the the penalty kill is going to be much better. And um, you know, Buffalo has had a pretty good pl- uh, power play. Um, Skinner and and Thompson especially played really really well together. Uh, both at five on five and on the power play. So I do like Buffalo's top line here tonight. Uh, they're coming in uh, with very reasonable ownership. I'll just um, bring that up real quick for the viewers. You can see Buffalo's top line, you know, about five and a half percent top two stacks, seven and a half percent ownership. So there's nothing too concerning there when you're looking at Buffalo ownership. Uh, reasonably cheap as well. Like I thought they might be um, higher owned and uh, for what their price is, but you know, 15-3 on DraftKings. I don't think you can complain about that. So Buffalo won, maybe sneak in, you know, some Dolan, uh, maybe sneak a power play stack and add, add Casey Middlestat or Alex Tucker or, or something like that. But that's where I'm looking in this game. Uh, mostly Buffalo won, maybe some Buffalo power play. Yeah, I that is a very good point uh, because Brady Kachuk had much better n- numbers with Josh Norris last season. Um, maybe they end up playing well together. The numbers say... They need to work on it, but you know, they are like Stutzla is a year older now. Um, you know, we'll see. Like I had some reservations about Ottawa this morning as well. Um, you know, Buffalo has improved. They just signed like, um, you know, Matias Samuelson to that big contract. Cause he's good defensively, you know, own power is in the lineup now, you know, their third pair isn't, you know, just a bunch of cones. So like maybe they do improve a little bit, on the blue line. Now their, their forwards defensively were some, you know, had some issues once you got past that Tage Thompson line, which still wasn't that great defensively last year. So yeah, if you want to go into Ottawa, like, and you want to stack Ottawa, by all means do it. Uh, It is a 10 game slate. I play one to three lineups. It's going to be tough for me to get to full stacking some Ottawa tonight. I do like uh, the Buffalo side, like you said, uh, senators, not the best on the penalty kill, you know, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner on that top power play on the top line, Casey Middlestad, Alex Tuck on that second line, top power play. There's stuff to like on those two lines. So yeah, I don't know if I'd full stack anything on Buffalo, but I'd be definitely taking some pieces on the power play. Moving to the blue line, at least on the uh, Senator side, if you're going to do anything with, you know, Either of the top six, I think, you know, you can go Chabot. Chabot, I think, makes for a fine one-off. He is very expensive, though, at 6,700. So, you know, that's more for, like, mid-range builds with expensive D-man. Chabot would be a good one-off. Zub, you know, 3,500 is okay. Other than that, you know, I'm like, the guys are a little bit too expensive for my taste. On the Buffalo side, it's probably Rasmus Dahlin or maybe some Owen Power. That's about it. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's just the power play guys for me in this game. Like you said, if you want to drop down to Zub, I think that's fine. He should play enough minutes. But, yeah, my note for this game on the defenseman is I think a lot of them are overpriced. So uh, probably look elsewhere unless, you know, like I said, I might have a couple one-offs. Yep, And we'll get to goalies at the end. I just want to make sure we get through all the 10 games before we have to run away for the next show. So let's get to the next game. We have the New Jersey Devils with a 3.2 total heading into the new John Tortorella Philadelphia Flyers. Man, sorry, Mike Lawrence. <laughs> That's going to be quite a season. 2.8 total for the Flyers. Uh, some notes for the Devils. Uh, Nico Heischer is out tonight. The coach was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. 
we might have this guy here, that guy there. I'm not going to really tell you anything, but luckily it is a 7 p.m. Eastern start. We'll get warm-ups. Uh, I'm going to make a guess that's Palat, Hughes, Mercer, Tatar, Halla, Holtz. But we'll wait and see. Could be wrong. On the flyer side, bunch of injuries there. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen is, is day-to-day with an injury. And then, obviously, you know, Sean Couturier is out. So their top line is Scott Lawton, Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny. Second line of Van Riemsdyk, Frost, and Wade Allison. Joel Thur- uh, Farabee, very cheap on the power play on the third line. Now, Jack Hughes, to me, is still underpriced despite – not having, you know, Jesper Bratt with him. He could end up being with him, but as the assumption right now, he's not. Uh, the Flyers look awful defensively. Like, I, I do like Carter Hart as a goalie, but, like, this lineup just does not scream defense. So, there's – I like a lot on the devil side, despite there being unknowns on the lines, which actually could help bring down their ownership a little bit. On the Flyer side – maybe a one-off connect me, but I want to get your thoughts on this game. Yeah. I I think the one thing that kind of works out here for the lineups is except for Jesper Bratt, there are like groups of wingers that are all priced together, at least over on DraftKings, right? Like Bratt's expensive, but Palat, Sharon Govich and Mercer all within $300 of each, of each other. Then you have Holtz, Tatar and Zetterlin uh, all within $500 of each other. So, you know, if there are something funky with the wingers, you can probably swap easily unless uh, it's a really weird combo, but yeah, we don't know what the line is going to be like. I feel pretty confident that Hughes and Palat uh, are going to stick together at least. So that's a two-man that I'm going with a fair bit. Maybe add Dougie Hamilton or Damon, Damon Severson on the blue line. Um, but I think, you know, you say uh, Hughes is too cheap. I think Palat's too cheap. Palat is priced like he's still playing with Anthony Sorelli in Tampa Bay and not getting power play time. Like he's playing with Jack Hughes and getting top power play minutes. Like, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, to see Palat go from 4,400 to 5,600 in a week or two weeks time. Right. So I do like that duo uh, of Hughes and Palat a fair bit here tonight. Um, the flyer side's kind of interesting to me here. I like no interest in flyer second and third lines, but that top line with Hayes and Konechny, they actually weren't bad together last year. Um, about a 48% expected goal share, 49%, which is like on that Flyers team was, it's not bad at all. Um, and 3.3 actual goals scored in, uh, 235 minutes together. So, you know, I I don't think the Flyers are going to carry much ownership, uh, here tonight. If we look at our top stacks tool coming in, you know, under 5% own, they are fairly cheap. Um, I, I don't, you know, their, their team total isn't that far off from the Buffalo team we just talked about. So. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, yeah, I don't really hate, um, even going to Hayes and connecting, but I think more than anything, I like Platt and Hughes out of this game, uh, you know, correlation on the power play correlation and even strength with Sean Couturier and Ryan Ellis injured. There's no defense pairing or forward line that I'm worried about defensively from the flyers here. Um, I just, I just, you know, 3.2 total kind of speaks for itself. I'm going to be on Platt and Hughes in this game. Yeah. And 
to just further reiterate the Flyers' top line, last year the Devils took a ton of penalties, and they struggled on the penalty kill. Now Mackenzie Blackwood is healthy. Andre Pilat is a very good penalty killer. But if the Devils take four or five penalties, you could see, you know, Hayes, Konechny, get in on some power play action there. And John Tortorella has been very outspoken about Travis Konechny shooting the puck more, which is nice to hear. Um, 4,900 for someone who's going to shoot the puck, sign me up. On the blue line, I, I really just think, you know, obviously it's the power play guys. Like you said, Palat's underpriced. I said Hughes is underpriced. Dougie Hamilton, probably underpriced. 6,400. He was up in the mid-sevens to high-sevens at times last year. Uh, Dougie Hamilton for me. Uh, Damon Severson is fine if you need the savings. You know, he runs that second power play unit. He sees the minutes. On the flyer side, it's probably going to be Tony D'Angelo. For me, he is a little bit expensive. Provorov's a little bit more expensive, but D'Angelo's on that top unit. Sanheim's a little too expensive for my taste. If you really need a punt, I guess Justin Braun is fine, but not much confidence in the in the Flyers' blue line tonight. Yeah, I, I think the one punty defenseman I would take out of this game might be John Marino. Um, 2,800 over on DraftKings, 3,900 over on FanDuel. I think he's probably going to end up with like the third most minutes on that blue line, maybe fourth. But, um, you know, if the Flyers kind of fall apart, which they could, uh, I don't mind him as a punt option here tonight. So let's get to the next game. We have, we are a team, the Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes with the 2.3 total heading into Pittsburgh to face the Penguins. The Penguins have a 4.1 total. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say about the Coyotes. This is one of the worst rosters in the last decade, two decades, since the 1600s, since the French Revolution. Like, this team is just bad. So, I don't know. You know, Jake is probably going all in on the Coyotes tonight. He he loves his Keller Schmaltz, which actually, like, Keller Boyd Schmaltz isn't the worst line. This just isn't the matchup for it. On the Penguin side, they're going Gensel, Crosby, uh, Ricard, Raquel. The second line of Zucker, Malkin, Rust, it kind of splits up the power play correlation a little bit. I generally liked stacking Pittsburgh mostly. Well, one, they're a very good line. Two, they had power play correlation. Not in love with Raquel being on the second power play unit, but this is the Coyotes. They're missing Jacob Chikrin. Their blue line is a mess. There is a lot to like on the Pittsburgh side. They have a 4.1 total with not a lot of ownership. What are you doing here? Uh, in the power plays article I wrote up today, I wrote up about uh, Brian Rust, winger on the second line for Pittsburgh, relatively cheap, playing with Evgeny Malkin on the top power play unit. And I wrote him up because uh, Evgeny Malkin's just one of those guys that gets injured a lot. But when he's in the lineup playing with Brian Rust, they're really, really, really good together. 3.7 expected goals generated, 3.9 actual goals in just over 100 minutes together last year. And if there's going to be like a decent line for Arizona, like you said, it's going to be the top line. And, you know, Malkin's line is probably not going to see much of them. They're going to see a lot of the second and third lines, you know, your Nick Richie's and, you know, your Zach Cassians and, and Nick Bukestad's like, there's just nothing there. So I do like the Pittsburgh second line slash making it a, a power play stack. Like I think you, you know, even going double center with Crosby and Malkin is perfectly fine here tonight. We do have Pittsburgh that both are top two lines coming in around, 9% uh, ownership on DraftKings over on FanDuel, roughly the same. I think it's going to be a little bit higher than that um, just because, you know, this is, you know, I think pretty clearly the best matchup on the slate, depending what you think of Chicago later on. Um, 
But I do like, you know, a Pittsburgh power play, Pittsburgh two stack here. I'm not sure I would just flat out even strength stack Pittsburgh one. The only reason for that, uh, you know, fairly expensive Ricard Raquel. Um, obviously playing with Crosby against him, he can do a lot of damage, but I just see him, you know, I'd rather just pay down for Jason Zucker on the second line. You know what I mean? So like Pittsburgh two. Arizona one is is an interesting play here tonight. I agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily the matchup. Like you don't have to chase them on a 10 teamer unless you're playing hundred, hundred or 150 lineups or something like that. Right. But they do have good expected goals and actual goal scoring numbers, you know, good for Arizona anyway. Um, and I think if Keller was playing anywhere else, literally anywhere else in the league, um, he would be a household name, but um, there's just not a lot. Uh, to get excited about on the Arizona side from so for me it's Pittsburgh two slash Pittsburgh power play and then moving on yeah like I, I'm in agreement there uh, I will say yeah I kind of agree with Raquel like I wish he was on the top power play that would change my stance a little bit on Pittsburgh one I think you can power play stack um but if with all things being equal, I take the salary savings, go to that second line. They avoid the Boyd matchup. They're, like there's just after the top line, it's just a bunch of guys with a bunch of vowels in their names, and they're just there. So yeah, Pittsburgh two, probably my favorite line in this game on the blue line. Um, on the Arizona side, without Chikrin, well, even with Chikrin, Gostisbehere was seeing top power play time, fifty nine hundred, a little overpriced for me. Maybe I'll punt with you know. JJ Moser, or Troy Stetcher, but you're not getting a massive discount. They're still over 3K. If they're like 2,700 and you're down to your last guy, then that's fine. But Dyson Mayo, 4,400 is going to be a no for me. On the Pittsburgh side, you know, Crystal Tang with your, your power play stacks. And that's really about it. Like Petrie, I guess you can play Petrie, but for 5,300 and his season last year, moving to a new team, that price worries me a little bit. Yeah, Petrie, I was going to mention Petrie because he's pretty cheap over on FanDuel. He's only 4700 Um, And yeah, he didn't have a good year last year, but I think with a lot of Habs, there's a pre-Martin St. Louis and a post-Martin St. Louis, and he looked a lot better when they hired the new coach. Um, You know, much better team, great matchup. I do like Petrie on FanDuel here tonight. Yeah, so like I said at the top, we are sponsored by Prize Picks. We've been... Uh... Off to a pretty good start on prize picks if you're in a legal state. I, I wish I was in a legal state. I've gone three for four, but that's all good. It's daily prop-based contest. Uh, you, you're basically playing against yourself. You don't have to worry about, you know, Jake Harry submitting, you know, 150 Arizona three lineups and losing to it. So you can do whatever you want. If you win, you win. You can use your knowledge. You can do football. You can do basketball. You can do baseball. You can do hockey. There's fighting. You know, you can mix and match. But this is a hockey show, so we do hockey picks. But also, if you click the link in the description of this show, you get one free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum and up to a $100 deposit match bonus when you sign up and make a deposit with prize picks. That's a no-brainer. If you're using prize picks and you haven't signed up yet, get your one free month, get your deposit match, free money, free tools. It's good stuff. So let's move on to the next game of the night. we got a couple of... Um, no, Toronto's on the back-to-back. Washington. Oh, no, Washington played yesterday as well, right? Yeah, man. I'm our third day of the season. Need caffeine. Need the bang. It's making an appearance. The Washington Capitals, 2.9 total. Heading into Toronto, the Maple Leafs have a 3.7 total. Uh, Charlie Ring- Lindgren is probable for the Caps. Ilya Samsonov is confirmed for the Leafs. 
That <laughs> goaltending on the Leafs, man. Leafs fans every year. This is our year. No goalies. Mitch Marner sucks. Like, it's just what a mess. Like, they have Dennis Malgan, who's the true goat. Like, Willie Nylander, the one true Leaf. But, like, Leafs fans, you guys give me energy. When I don't have caffeine, I have Leafs fans. So, so we're good. Uh, on the capital side, they did not look great. Even on the power play, man, they were just shooting pucks from all over the place into people's skates. It's pretty ugly against the Bruins. Um, this is a little bit better matchup. At least, like, the Leafs are, you know, decent defensively. They're not great. They're not as good defensively as the Bruins. Samsonov did not have a very good season last year. Now he's under a bigger microscope. And it is a narrative street. So who knows if you live on narrative street, maybe you go Samson off revenge season. But for me, I try to avoid back-to-back teams on a big slate, but this is so early in the season. Teams are fresh. Matthews is coming off a poor performance by his standards. They are getting a bunch of ownership that top line. So maybe I go back to Toronto too. What are you thinking? Yeah, I was, you know, I've watched a reasonable amount of, both those games last night. I thought both second lines were the best lines for the respective teams. Um, you know, I thought Mantha and Dylan Strom looked pretty good for Washington and then Tavares, Nylander, and Mulligan. I mean, one problem with Toronto's second line here tonight um, over on DraftKings is Dennis Mulligan's 5,900. Yes. Like, I, he's a he is a good player. I think he's going to play well on that second line. But, you know, more expensive than uh, Natushkin or Brat or Panarin or Marsh. So, like, it's I, like I got to think it's got to it's kind of a mispricing. Right. Um, I just, you know, he's four thousand dollars. fan tool. <laughs> I don't know what DK's thinking here. Um, the what I'll say about Washington last night is I don't think they necessarily played bad. They started slow. It was just when they made a mistake, it was like they compounded mistakes, right? It was like, you know, somebody would miss a pass and then the guy that missed the pass would stop skating and then the, the guy that stopped skating would skate slowly to the bench and the guy coming off, you know, that type of thing. As long as they just weren't compounding the mistakes, you know, once the first 10 minutes was over with, they seemed to play pretty well. Um, I don't mind... Um, Washington here, but I think it's all about the Toronto side. Like Charlie Lindgren is a complete unknown quantity in net. Yeah. He was in the, um, I think it was the Montreal system for quite a while. Montreal and Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but he can never break through to the NHL level. And, you know, Nashville definitely had good goaltending depth. Montreal with Carey Price's injuries over the last three or four years, absolutely did not. So the fact that he couldn't get anywhere as close to regular minutes for, Montreal is concerning and now you're throwing in throwing him in in a back-to-back against the Toronto Maple Leafs I think there's a really good argument for playing playing Toronto one here tonight uh over on FanDuel they're not carrying any ownership whatsoever we got them at like one or two percent because of the pricing they're going to be higher on DraftKings um but honestly I, I think it's fine because of the goaltending matchup in particular like Toronto can generate against anybody. The Toronto top line, you know, maybe they didn't look great last night, but, you know, can't judge everything off one game. Um, There's still... Marner, you can. (laughs) Um, We were still, you know, Toronto was still, they still had the best line in the league last season. So I do like Toronto one here tonight. I think, you know, the slate's big enough and I do have, 
I, I think a couple contrarian spots where I'm going to end up with some one-off Matthews um, just because there are some cheaper lines that I like. Um, so, you know, Toronto one, maybe some one-off Matthews. That's kind of the direction I would go here. If you're playing the Washington side, like, you know, I don't think you ever play Washington without Ovechkin. So maybe like Ovechkin and Strom or something like that, uh, just to keep it relatively cheap. I think Strom and Mantha is kind of fine, but um, I think Strom and Ovechkin would be kind of the duo that I would attack here. But for me, this is about Toronto and it's about Toronto's top line. Yeah. And if you're worried about the ownership on DraftKings, like they're going to be owned just full stack, you know what I mean? Because Marner got a thousand dollar price bump. He was 6,900 yesterday. He's up to 7,900. Um, just full stack the line. Matthews is always going to be the highest owned guy of that stack. Uh, Morgan Riley not coming with much ownership. So if you want to include him, I know he has his issues as well for DFS at his price of 6,900. But, you know, if you, if you think they're going to get there on the power play, you include um, Riley. If you, if you're still concerned about the ownership, maybe you do like a Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, just get a little bit different, but yeah, I'm, on board with the Leafs night um, on the blue lines. I honestly just think it's the power play guys or bust. The the Toronto guys are a little bit too expensive for what they do out. I mean, you know, unless you're getting points for giving the other team goals, Jake Muzzin elite play, but uh, you don't get points for giving the other team goals. So it's Morgan Riley and John Carlson for me. If you want to punt, like there just isn't great punts here. Like, Martin Faravari is a little bit overpriced for me on DraftKings. If he was like 31, I'd consider it, but power play guys for me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I'm playing much for defensemen out of this game, so we can probably get to the next one. Next game of the night, we have the Florida Panthers heading into Long Island, which is miserable. The New York Islanders have a 2.8 total. It's going to be Sergei Bobrovsky against Ilya Sorokin. Now, the Panthers have a bunch of new guys. Maybe not a bunch, but most notably, Matty Kachuk. He has come over from the Flames. Colin White come, has come over from the Sens. Um. I like the Panthers. I don't think the Islanders are very good. I think Elias Sorokin is good. So, like, this is one of those spots where, like, the Panthers have a nice total. They have nice ownership. Um, but they're going up against the goalie I don't like stacking against. So, what are you doing here? Yeah, that's the whole issue here is, like, I think Sorokin is – 
probably one of the five best goalies in hockey. So, you know, it always feels bad stacking against him. But the Islanders kind of fell apart defensively last year. Um, they turned it around in the second half of the season, but they still weren't great defensively. Certainly not the team they were, you know, two or three years ago. Um, and the Florida top line was Verhage and Reinhardt. Like, Barkov and Verhage uh, on the Florida top line have just been absolutely dynamic uh, for most of their career. Um, I know people, myself included, think like, you know, Florida's probably going to be a weaker defensive team without Mackenzie Wiegar. Um, but, you know, when Barkov and Verhage were playing with Gustav Forsling, who's going to take Wiegar's spot, um, they're generating nearly four goals per 60 minutes of five on five. Like that Florida top line is going to be dominant. And the way the Islanders um, do their line matching, you'll see a lot of um, third and fourth lines from the Islanders going out against uh, Florida, Florida's top line intentionally. So um, I think this is, you know, with the ownership very much in check, like we're looking under 4% for the first and second lines for Florida. I like the Florida top line here in this game. Uh, you know, it's one of those spots you don't need a lot of them if you're playing 20 lineups like me, maybe, you know, two, three lineups or something like that. Um, I just think this is an elite line. And anytime I can get an elite line at low single digit ownership, like I really try not to pass it up. Um, so I do like the Florida top line. On the flip side, I, I also like the Barzal line here from the Islanders. Now they're going to be coming in with more ownership because they're really, really cheap. But Barzal and uh, Parisi and Palmieri have actually had pretty good numbers together last year. Three expected goals generated per 60 minutes, three and a half actual goals. Um, numbers are always going to be, have always been strong with Barzal and Palmieri on the ice together. Uh, fairly cheap over on FanDuel or over on DraftKings, sorry. Um, over on FanDuel, still not expensive at all. Um, and the way, like I said, the, the Islanders do their line matching, you'll see third, fourth lines out against the top line. You'll see Barzal against the other team's third and fourth lines quite a bit. And I think the one area um, Florida's depth really took a hit, um, aside from losing Wegar, is in that bottom six. Like that, that third line doesn't look that great to me. I, Lundell might be a really good player. But he wasn't play. He didn't play well without Mason Marchman on his wing last year. Marchman's in Dallas now, so I'm definitely going to be taking some stabs uh, on that New York Islanders top line. Uh, probably, you know, definitely having Barzal in my lineups and then matching either Parise or Palmieri. Sometimes both with them. So I think it's both top lines for me out of this game. Um, third lines to other people, but I do like both top lines for different reasons here. Yeah, and just to. Add on to Florida here. Last year, we're just like power play stack, power play stack, power play stack, Florida two, power play stack. <laughs> this year, I I don't know how their power play is going to be because like everyone on the power play is a net front guy. Kachuk, <laughs> renowned net front guy for the Flames. Barkov played the net front last year. Sam Reinhart, yeah, he plays on the in the on the bumper, but like he's kind of a net front guy, he doesn't really shoot. Then they're going with Ekblad and Montour. Like Montour is cheap, and I, you know, I think he's a good play in the blue line. But like, who's shooting the puck there? Like, this is where they really needed Anthony Duclair, and he's out for the season with an injury, or even Sam Bennett. I kind of worry about this power play, like get them getting too cute and passing, just pass, 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 and no one shooting. I guess Aaron Ekblad is going to go bombs away from the point, which is nice. But yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement on that top line though. Like Barkov or Hagee just just bonkers numbers 
nice to see Sam Reinhardt up there. I did like him playing with Anton Lindell last year, but Reinhardt with Barkov or Hagee is going to be real nice. At that ownership, they can be going up against, you know, Sorokin, you know, Igor, whatever. At that ownership, I'll take a stab. I kind of agree with you on the Islander side. You know, not a, I'm not big on Zach Parisi at this point of his career, but the number <laughs> numbers don't lie. Ball don't lie. And like Barzal, Palmieri, both on the top power play, they're very cheap. You know, Florida was a very high-paced team last year. They got worse defensively. So, yeah, get you know, we like to get in on trends before people get trendy with them, if that makes sense. But, like, 2.5% for cheap guys on the power play against a questionable defense. And, you know, Bobrovsky has his mental lapses at times. I'm in on that Islanders line as well. On the blue line, like I just mentioned, um, Ekblad and Montour on the power play. I think, you know, both guys, depending on your price point, needs – are very, very good plays. Montour, 3,600, does like to shoot. Ekblad, 6,100 is cheap for him. He's going to play monster minutes this season without Wegar, you know, because Mark Stahl's in the top four defenseman for them now, which is just an absolute circus. On the on the Islander side, Noah Dobson uh, for me. Again, the other guys are just in no man's land with the price. I guess Romanoff at 3,800, if you're looking for blocks, is fine. Pulak is kind of like a... Jacob Truba type player, he can get you the combo meal. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at on the blue line. Yeah, no, I wrote up Noah Dobson uh in the picks article today, free for anybody to read over on stochastic.com. Um, do like him on DraftKings, more so on DraftKings because the peripherals matter and um he can put up really good peripherals. That's honestly about it. Um, you know, don't mind Forsling if you need a mid-price guy. Certainly Montour if you need somebody cheaper. But I think Dobson is the one guy, is the one blue liner I like the most here. So let's move to uh, my main event of the evening. Uh, the Stanley Cup contenders, New York Rangers. The 2.8 total going into Jake's Minnesota Wild. I, I you know, he can't really be a sport. He, the dude wears short shorts on vacation. He's showing off the quads. Quadzilla, he missed a few leg days, though, man. If you're going to wear some short shorts, don't skip leg day. Minnesota Wild have a 3.2 total. Uh, Vitaly Kratsov out with an upper body injury. He It's not serious, but he's going to miss this game. Alexis Lafreniere is going to move up to the second line with Panarin and Trocek, leaving that third line with the VC, Heedle, and Goodrow, which is, you know, <laughs> boy. But that top line of Kreider, Zibanejan, and Kako still together. On the wild side, it's, as always, going to be Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarell, one of our favorite lines now. Jordan Greenway, not there. Tyson Yost taking his spot. And, you know, they're really going to miss Kevin Fiala as well. Now, Joel Eriksson always takes top comp. He's going to get the Zibanejan line. That's going to leave Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarell going up against the middle six of the Rangers. We love the Minnesota wild line. again. The problem is they're going into a goalie, which I hate stacking against, but there is some stuff to like on both sides here. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely the Minnesota top line is one that stands out for me. Um, just bring up our top stacks tool here real quick. Uh, over on DraftKings, top five uh, lines uh, by leverage, which is top two stack percentage minus ownership share. Over on DraftKings, uh, they're the fifth best leverage line. Very reasonably priced as well. Over on FanDuel, they're our second uh, most leveraged line because they are um, reasonably expensive, but only coming in 3% 3 expected ownership over on FanDuel. So obviously, 
um, if you're going to play Minnesota, this isn't a bad spot to do it. I think like, especially where, you know, you're right. Losing Fiala hurts a lot. And that makes me very concerned for their second and third lines and their ability to score. Um, especially where they have Marco Rossi on the fourth line. Like I, I, it really shocked me that they did, didn't have him with Matt Boldy. Um, but Minnesota's, like you said, is going to be going into the middle six uh, against the Rangers. I think they're probably going to play a fair bit of minutes. Like it, they kind of look like Dallas did to me last year where they're, they very well could be a one line scoring team. They're going to need that one line to do real well. So um, in my lineups, I didn't get to any full line Minnesota stacks, but I honestly do have a fair bit of uh, one-off Kaprizovs. <laughs> so um, I don't mind that Minnesota top line here tonight. We should also mention when we talk about matchups, you know, every line doesn't match up against every line, a specific line, every shift. And we also get our data from uh, a buddy of ours. Uh, his name's Adam Daly Fry. Let's find him at line matching on Twitter. Uh, it's a subscription outside of stochastic. It's not something that we offer. It's something that we uh, go and get ourselves, but uh, something that we use on a daily basis for our DFS. And it's one reason, you know, why we know a Minnesota top line is going to be getting, you know, second, third, fourth line matchups. So, do like Minnesota top line here. One of my rules of thumb is to not stack going into Minnesota. Um, Minnesota tends to be a really, really good defensive team. Now, whether they will be this year, um, it's always up in the air. But, um, you know, the Rangers kind of live and die on the power play. Uh, Minnesota usually has a, a pretty good penalty kill. Um, last year was no exception. Um, you know, not great, but certainly in the middle of the league. So, um, I you know, I'm probably out on the ranges here tonight. I don't mind a one-off Lafreniere because he's so cheap. Um, tw- you know, going to be playing on the second line with Trocheck and Panarin. So if you want a one-off, a super cheap Lafreniere, I'm good with that. Uh, but for me, if I'm stacking a line, it's the Minnesota top line or nothing. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement. Like, I don't think I'm really going to stack the Rangers top line. Like, Yost is good defensively. Well, it'd be interesting to see how they how he replaces Greenway because – Greenway, Erickson, Eckfelino was the elite defensive line. Yeah, maybe they fall off a little bit, but they still should be a very, very good shutdown line. Um, don't really like, you know, stacking the Rangers for five-on-five five prowess anyway. So, you know, Panarin's cheaper than uh, Dennis Malgan. If you want to one-off him, I, I guess that's fine. But, like, he's not a huge shooter, so – Maybe not too much from the Rangers side. I'm on Minnesota. Like the two, my two most favorite plays in this game are Minnesota one and Igor. So like, you know, don't, you know, take what you will from that on the blue line. Adam Fox, I guess, if you're doing Rangers power play stuff again, for me, it's, I'm just going to be a broken record. Adam Fox with power play stuff, Jacob Truba. If you're one offing, if you need a punt, Kayandre Miller on the wild side, Kalen Addison running the top power play unit at min price. Um, you know, it, like if you're min price on the top power play unit, it doesn't really matter if you're going up against a brick wall net. Like I'll take a couple stabs on that. Jared Spurgeon, 4,400, I think is fine. Even Brodine and, and Dumba for their price, I'm fine with as well. Yeah, I will say at least over on DraftKings, this is probably a good game to go get your punty defenseman. Like you said, Keandre Miller. Um <laughs> He's only 2,700, uh, certainly fine. Could block some shots over on DraftKings. And then Kalen Addison running top power play unit, like you said. And Jacob Middleton might not get a ton of minutes, but he's a big shot blocker. And at that super cheap price, you know, if all he does is get the shot block bonus on DraftKings, 
um, you're fine with it. So uh, Middleton, Addison, Miller are probably the plenty defensemen. You know, they're among my favorites on the entire slate. They just happen to be in the same game. Yeah, and I saw a couple people in chat mentioning that they don't really pay for premium because they can't afford it. Oh, baby, do we have a deal for you? We have uh, seven days for or seven dollars for seven days of NHL Weekly. Uh, there, the link is below uh, in the description of our show or on the site. You can use promo code PowerPlay. It includes our projections, our ownership projections, the stop, the top stacks tool, which Cliffy has shown you some previews of, uh, and the most important thing to me. The premium discord we're always ahead of the news if it's not me it's someone else it's cliffy there's all of our guys are on top of it uh we have great discussions down there uh we're always accessible in there um you have a way better chance of getting a hold of me in discord than it is on twitter i always answer in discord so for a dollar a day get you weekly man just if you're if you're on the edge about it for a dollar a day and you're playing you know 10, 15 bucks, I still think it's worth it. So get on in that Discord. So let's move on to the next game. It's kind of an interesting one. This game, these games are always interesting because they're kind of just like one one in one line teams here for DFS purposes. Anyway, we got the Dallas Stars with the 2.6 total heading into Nashville. Uh the Predators have a 3.0 total. The Predators are back from the Czech Republic. Um on the star side, Jason Robertson is signed. He didn't really get much of a camp, but he is playing tonight. The top line of Robertson hints Pavelski. Pavelski just turned 73 in the offseason, but he had a very good season last year. Second line of Mason Marchman, Tyler Sagan, Ty Deleandria. Still sour that Dennis Gurionov is not on that line, but beggars can't be choosers. I don't know. Dennis must – like. He must be a, just like a crappy guy or something because he's always down in the bottom six. I don't know what it is. He has talent. On the Predator side, it is, you know, Preds one, Forsberg, Granlund, Duchesne. They are pretty expensive, though. I kind of like Jake Ottinger and Nett. The, the Predators' top line numbers kind of fell off in the second half of the season last year. For me, I think it's more of a Dallas game for me, but I want to get your take on it. Yeah, Um the the total for Dallas kind of scares me here, sitting at two point six. But it's hard not to love that top line, like legitimately one of the best lines in hockey last year. Jason Robertson, amongst the best uh, offensive impacts of anybody in hockey. I you know I'm pretty sure he got MVP votes, like eighth or ninth uh, in MVP votes last year. And I you know Rope hints. It seems like he'd been kind of playing injured for like two seasons now. Hopefully he got healthy a little bit uh, in the off season. You always worry about Joe Pavelski falling off, but he's a guy that just relies on deflecting pucks in front of the net pretty much. So yeah. as long as he lets the other two guys skate around, I think they're going to be just fine. What worries me is like, I think Nashville has a pretty underrated defense core. They added Ryan McDonough and like, you know, maybe he's not the guy he was four or five years ago, but he's still pretty good. Alexander Carrier um, had a pretty good year last year. And then of course you have Yossi and Ekholm, like, Nashville's defense is honestly pretty good. And then you get to UC Saros, who I think, you know, along with Sorokin that we talked about earlier, is one of the best goalies in the league. Um, so, you know, I don't mind playing some Dallas. Um, they're kind of in that bucket for me, uh, along with Minnesota, um, where, you know, it's a really it, – it's a tough matchup goaltending-wise. Um, but the price is fine. They're not super expensive. And the ownership leverage is really, really good. So – I, I didn't get to any Dallas 
or Nashville lineups, honestly, in my crunches, um, I'm I'm like you. I'm looking more at Jake Ottinger, but uh, Dallas has really good leverage here tonight. Um, they were one of the best lines last year. Uh, you know, the Nashville top line, not like super elite defensively. They're average. They're fine. Um, but it's, you know, UC Saros behind them. That's kind of the issue. So I I think this is kind of a situation, almost like we said with Arizona one earlier, where uh, I'm going to save this for another night. Um, but if people want to play Dallas one, they're one of the better leverage lines by our top stacks tools. So no issue with them. Um, the Dallas third line honestly kind of looks interesting to me. Uh, Johnston, Jamie Ben, and Dennis Gurianov. Um, why Johnston is a rookie um, who supposedly had a pretty good camp, has good, um, you know, junior, uh, had good, really good junior numbers. Um, you know, Gurianov and Ben typically, honestly, do play well together. 2.8 exp- uh, goals generated between them. So, you know, if you want to make some sort of duo on that third line, I think that's fine. Honestly, for me, out of this game, it's going to be. Um, taking Jake Odger more than anything. I don't think I'm going to be taking a lot of stacks, but I do, you know, people want to go with that Dallas top line. I agree. They're they're uh, very, very well leveraged by our top stacks tool. Yeah, and one thing I'll add on for Dallas one, last last year anyway, Nashville really struggled on a penalty kill. They did add Ryan McDonough, who was a pretty good penalty killer, but I don't think one player is going to make a massive difference. So yeah, at 3%, I don't know if I'll get there in one to three, but like, for a three percent line, fully correlated on the power play, going against going against the team with a poor PK, I will definitely take some stabs on the blue line. Your boy Miro Haskinen taking over power play one time, which is going to be fun. Hopefully, he starts shooting more. Um, my estranged son Nils Nils Lundqvist is now on the stars. He's thirty two hundred. I'll wait and see on him. I think you know Colin Miller is an okay punt, and then on the. Uh, Nashville side, Yossi is the obvious play. Uh, he is expensive, though. Other than that, maybe I'll take a stab on McDonough, but he's kind of priced in no man's land. Yeah, there's not a whole lot I really like for defensemen in this game. Um, I think Lindell could get the block bonus on DK. Like He's a guy that I've paired a fair bit with Jake Ottinger and Nets. So I think Lindell's fine. I think Haskin is a little bit overpriced. Obviously, you can play Yossi anytime. That's kind of so Lindell or, or Yossi are probably two guys I'd look at. Yep, we got a little under 10 minutes. We got three games to get to, so let's rock and roll. We got the Colorado Avalanche 3.0 total going into Calgary. The Flames have a 3.4 total. Uh, Flames have some new faces. They got Jonathan Huberdeau. They got Nazem Kadri. They got Mackenzie Wegar. The beginning of the offseason, I thought they were going to be pretty rough, and then they started making these moves, and boy, howdy, are they deep. Now they're going to get a tough matchup here against the Avs. The Avs did play yesterday, but you know, the guy like the top guys didn't play extreme minutes for them. They kind of coasted to a victory there. Um, I don't know. The Flames look like they're going to be very good defensively. Um, Avs ownership on that top line coming in low. They're kind of a matchup proof line. I kind of like stuff on both sides here. What do you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, I mean, Calgary, you know, they might have lost, you know, swapped out some players, but they're mostly offensive players, right? Like their penalty killers didn't really change around a lot. In Colorado, they really relied on the power play there yesterday. Um, Not sure they can do that again going into Calgary. Like I'll never begrudge somebody for playing Colorado, obviously, um, meaning with fine ownership, but, you know, back to back on the road in Calgary is just not one of those spots where I want to do it. So 
I'm out on the Calgary on the Colorado forwards. I wrote up um, uh, the Calgary top line in my in my stacks article. There is no sample with them, obviously, with Huberto coming in, Lindholm and Toffoli really haven't played much together. But you just look at the at what the three players can do, right? Like Lindholm, pretty good two way center. Uh, Jonathan Huberto might be the best playmaker in the league, other than Johnny Goodrow, the guy that he's replacing, and Tyler Toffoli. You know, one of the better shot rates year after year in the NHL. I think, you know, he's like 95th or 96th percentile over the last three seasons. So you have a great shooter, two-way center, great playmaker. I like Calgary one here tonight. Um, They're coming in with uh, decent leverage by our top stacks tool. Bring that up again real quick. You can see over on DraftKings, Calgary top line, 3.3% top leverage, 9.5% top two stacks. So Calgary top line for me in this game, if you – I think the Calgary second line's kind of fine. Like that Colorado second line looked like to be in a little bit of a mess uh, in the game yesterday. And Mangiapane and Kadri, like maybe, you know, Kadri revenge game. But uh, for me, uh, it's called, it's Calgary one. I want to take, I want to see if I can get in early. Like you said, uh, try to get in ahead of the trend. You know, if they really start clicking, that price is going to come up. So uh, I'll take my chances, even though it's a pretty good Colorado team in town. Yeah. And they're expecting goals in this game. So <laughs> with a 3.4 total and that ownership, definitely going to take some chances there. On the blue line, you can literally just play anyone on the on the Colorado side, depending on what you want to do. I think, obviously, McCarr is the guy. You know, Devin Tays or Bowen Byram, super cheap punt is fine. On the Calgary side, I don't know why Rasmus Anderson is still um, quarterback in power play. Dude doesn't shoot. Kenzie Wegar to me, is a little bit overpriced. Noah Hannafin, definitely overpriced. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get to anything on the Calgary side outside of correlating. Yeah, um, I do have Calgary stacks, but I also have some one-off Bowen Byram, especially on DraftKings, where his price came down uh, quite a bit. And then I don't mind one-off Kale McCarr here tonight. Um, if Colorado wins, it could be A, because of the goaltender, B, because McCarr just absolutely goes insane. So don't mind that. So let's get to... Uh... This Wild West showdown here. We got the Colorado or the Colorado, the Chicago Blackhawks with a 2.3 total heading into Vegas. The Golden Knights have a 3.7 total. Hawks are back to back on the road. So it's probably going to be Alex Stalock in that. I uh, would imagine Logan Thompson starts for the Knights. Um, Jack Eichel looked healthy and he was shooting the puck the other night, which is nice to see. Uh, Kessel still's got some wheels on offense. He actually even saved a goal too. I, I wasn't sure what universe I was living in watching him make a defensive play, but I think, you know, Vegas is going to be very popular tonight. There are ways to get different on the Hawks side. I don't know the top, the top line actually looked okay yesterday. They're coming in with okay ownership, the to, uh, a little bit high for a 2.3 total. So I think this is a, is a Vegas game for me. Yeah, uh, reasonable price on the Chicago top line, um, but that's why they're coming in with such high ownership, 10%. 10% going into Vegas back-to-back. Um, I'm just like, I'm not even going to talk about Chicago. Uh, on the Vegas side, um, looks like Michael Amadio, who didn't play much in the last game, is going to be scratched, and Paul Cotter coming in on that line with Carlson and Marshall. So, so just watch for that. I, I know the ownership's high on Vegas, but Alex Stalock, for people that don't know, he got COVID and then got heart problems and then missed a lot of time and then came back and played in the AHL last year and got absolutely obliterated in the AHL. Like, I don't know what Chicago was thinking here, but if he hasn't had a major recovery from what he showed last year, 
it could look pretty bad here tonight. So I'm doing a lot of like power play stacks and stuff like that to try to get rid of, um, try to reduce a little bit of the ownership. But Vegas one, uh, Vegas three, Vegas power play, like it all here tonight. Uh, I'm not going to shy away from the ownership. I just think the matchup's too good. Yeah, uh, and the Blackhawks took a bunch. Of, well, they they had a lot of trouble with uh, with Colorado speed last night, but they did take a lot of penalties. So power play stack for me. Let's get to that last game before we got get get before we got to get out of here. We got the Seattle Kraken with a 2.6 total heading into Los Angeles. Our Kings have a 3.4 total. Uh, a lot of ownership on the Kings here. The price is reasonable. Coming off not the best game. Uh, our boy Party Marty Jones confirmed for the Kraken. Uh, Seattle actually looked pretty good. They kind of faded late there. Back to back on the road. Probably going to avoid them. This is a Kings game for me. Yeah, it is a Kings game. And one thing to mention, I believe Sean Dursey and Victor Arvidsson are going to be out tonight. And if Victor Arvidsson's out, that opens a spot both on the second line and the top power play unit. I don't know who would take his place. I'm hoping it's Arthur Kaliev. But, man, the problem is, is that um, this is the last game on the slate, 1030 Eastern. There's no other game to swap to swap to uh, if there's really weird line combinations. So I'm playing it safe with Los Angeles. I'm just going to go with the top line, uh, Kempe, Kopitar, uh, and Fiala. Seattle did look good last night, but, man, they're starting Martin Jones. Martin Jones is a bad goalie. That's the thing that's going to sink Seattle this year. It's going to be bad goaltending. So, uh, you know, there is a lot of chalk both in last game on Vegas and this game in Los Angeles, but I really do like that Kings top line. I I, I had – some pension to maybe go to the second line here tonight. Um, but with Arvidsson out, we don't know what that lineup's going to look like. And I don't want to leave like $3,000 on the table because I have to drop down in Cali ever, whatever. So um, Kings won for me and then move along. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Alex. I follow on that top power play unit, but it is what it is in on Kings one uh, coming up right after us. Uh, the no house advantage show with Pete and Jeff that is coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, remember to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Again, it really helps us out. We love giving you free content, uh, and we want to give you more of it. So hit that like and subscribe real quick. Uh, goalies for me, I like Markstrom, Ottinger, Sorokin, Igor. And I'm going to go super chalky for my hat trick pick. I'm going Jack Eichel. Yeah, I have Sorokin, Igor, and Ottinger um, as three goalies that I really like here tonight. So I guess uh, we're kind of in the same boat. And my hat trick pick. I just talked about him. Let's go Kings top line, baby. Kevin Fiala. So that will do it for us. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, We're here every day this week. Saturday we'll be here at 9 a.m. So tomorrow we'll see you at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We'll see you in the Discord. Remember that power play promo. Get in that Discord, man. It helps us out. Or it helps you guys out. Helps me out. Helps you out. Helps everyone out. We're out of here. Good night. We're all about helping. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Bang energy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When picking a commerce platform, you have two choices. Oh, you piece of 
or yeah, that's the sound of selling on Shopify, the commerce platform that supercharges your selling online and in person. Why battle inferior platforms, weak tools, you and limited integrations would have helped to know this. Join the millions of businesses growing on Shopify and ignite your selling less more. Start your free trial today at shopify.com slash profits 23 shopify.com slash profits 23.